Um, so, all right. So uh, also out of order. We're totally out of order today. I want to talk to you about what we're doing. I'm going to have a very brief uh, uh, sermon here today. So what I want to do is I want to talk about what's going on. We've concluded the message about gardens and all that stuff. Um, so we're done with talking about gardens. And today we're going to begin Holy Week. Um, Holy Week is the last week of Lent. It's like if you na- gave a name to the week right up before Christmas. Uh, we have this special time in the church calendar called Holy Week. And that's kind of a bad place to put a special celebration because really Lent is nobody's favorite season. Lent is, you know what Lent's like. Lent is a downer, right? You're supposed to give something up. I don't know how many of you tried. I don't know how many of you have still given it up, right? But a lot of people, for the first couple of days, they say, I'm going to give up smoking or I'm going to give up coffee or chocolate. I'm going to give up Twitter, whatever it is. And, and, and it works for a couple of days, maybe by two, three weeks. It's like, you know, I'm not so, not so, you know, I, that would be legalistic of me to continue on giving up this thing. So I'm just not going to give it up anymore. So, so Lent, Lent is either a time when you're deprived or you're feeling guilty because you've quit depriving yourself. So, so we don't like Lent. We don't like even from the get-go. Plus, you come to church on Sunday, and what do you do? You get songs about sacred heads being wounded and, and going to dark Gethsemane. You get these gloomy songs. Nobody likes Lent. And after you put up with six weeks of Lent, you're ready for Lent to be over. You're just, I've had enough, right? Easter, Easter's great. I'm looking forward to Easter a lot. I don't, by the time I get to Holy Week, I am ready for the whole Lent season to be over. And, and, um, and yet it, it's, here it is. So, so we have Palm Sunday, and then we have Monday Thursday, and then we've got Good Friday, and then finally, a full week from now, we finally get to Easter. So, so I look at it and I say, this is just such a long time. You know, we're extending Lent. It feels like, it feels like Lent's already gone long enough, and then we kind of double up on the services, and it seems like there's, there's even more Lent than a week would justify. So, so I go, I'm ready for it to be over. I, 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 you know, I'd just be perfectly happy if we just kind of slammed right into Easter right away. But the funny thing is, the Bible doesn't see it that way. The Bible sees it exactly the opposite. Think about it. Jesus ministered for three years, and he did all kinds of amazing stuff. He raised the dead. He cast out demons. He walked on water. He did all kinds of amazing miracles. Plus, he taught. He taught people about the kingdom of God, and he taught in a way that crowds were amazed. Okay? Have any of you been amazed when I've been up here teaching? Okay. Uh, Jesus taught better than me. Jesus, Jesus taught in a way that amazed crowds full of people. And he did that for three years. But that's not what the writers of the biographies of Jesus focus on. They kind of rush through those three years. They just kind of zoom along at high speed, kind of touching on, you know, he did something interesting. Then there was the time when he, but they're kind of galloping along at full speed. And then they get to Palm Sunday and they slam on the brakes. All four of the biographies of Jesus slam on the brakes at Palm Sunday. The one we're reading from today, Mark. Mark is 16 chapters long. The 16th chapter is what happens after Jesus is raised from the dead. So of those first 15 chapters, five of them are devoted to Holy Week. A third of Mark's gospel is devoted to Holy Week. 
It, John's gospel is even more. He has he has 21 chapters. 20 of them are devoted to Easter and the events that took place after Easter. Of those first 19 chapters, though, only 11 are the life of Jesus up until Holy Week. From chapter 12 until chapter 9, 19 is all the events of Holy Week. Matthew's similar. He's got, he's got six or seven chapters. Luke has five chapters. All of the Gospels, all of the biographies of Jesus put in the brakes and suddenly everything goes into slow motion when Holy Week comes. Isn't that strange? Isn't that strange? The season we'd be, you know, I mean, I'm not saying nobody would miss it, but you wouldn't complain if it was kind of quick or if we put all this extra stuff up at the front because we're tired of Lent. If we've been celebrating Lent properly, we're tired of Lent because because Lent forces us to remember that we are sinners who need a Savior. See, most of the time, we're happy to have a Savior. We're happy to, to, to be children of God. We're happy that God loves us. But Lent reminds us God doesn't love us because we're so wonderful. Lent reminds us that God loves us even though we aren't wonderful. So we'd be perfectly happy just kind of wrapping up Lent as quickly as possible and moving on to Easter. But the Bible camps out in Holy Week. It puts on the brakes. It goes into slow motion because every detail is important. Today, today is Palm Sunday. We've got palms to to prove it. I've never heard anybody say they're afraid of palms before, but... But there you go. Palms can be frightening. We have palms to prove today is Palm to Passion Sunday. Palm Sunday for short. And, and if, you, if you read, we, we just heard the story about the palms. We heard that when, when Jesus came to town, they put the palms. I talked to the children. They had the palms on the ground. If you're reading in the Bible, or I copied it in the, in the, the bulletin, what, what Bible translators will do is they'll say, this is Jesus' triumphal entry. So if you're flipping through the Bible, you're trying to find a passage, they put the little helpful headings. It says triumphal entry. Uh, a triumphal entry is, is when, is when the, the, the conquering general, he's been out, he's been out, he's conquered the foreign country, and he comes back, and you throw a parade in his honor. That's a triumph. The Romans, uh, the word is actually Roman. Uh, they would have uh, three generals come back at the same time, so it was a triumph. And, and they would have a, a celebration for them. We don't do a lot of conquering today, but, but we see it all the time with sports, right? Your team wins the Super Bowl. They win the Sweet 16. They, they, they win, they win um, the, the trophy and the, what is it, the Stanley Cup. Whatever it is, they come back to town and you throw a parade for them. We have triumphs for triumphant people. But Jesus has not triumphed yet. Jesus hasn't triumphed yet. So there's something really strange going on. Later this week, Jesus will triumph. And he won't just conquer a country. He certainly won't just win a basketball game. Jesus will triumph over sin and death. But it hasn't happened yet. So the Bible doesn't call this a triumphal entry. What the Bible calls it is a royal welcome. And like I told the children, palm branches in that culture were what red carpets are today. When the visiting dignitary came from out of town... You greeted them at the airport. They didn't have airports, so they'd greet them on the road into town. They'd put branches, flowers, pretty things on the ground to, to kind of grease the skids as he came into town. And his, he came in, they'd be saying, you know, uh, we're glad you're here. And in particular, they said, Hosanna. What is Hosanna? 
Hosanna is a word found in Psalm, uh, Psalm, Psalm, Psalm 18, uh, 118, and what it means is uh, save us. Uh, but really what it means is you're the king who's going to save us. If you read, if you read Psalm 118, it says that um, it says, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God and he has given us light. Bind the festal processions with branches up to the horns of the, the altar. He says, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is a royal welcome. And if we miss that, if we miss the idea, Jesus made it easy for us because he told his disciples, go get me a donkey. There's a donkey that's been hitched, is waiting for me. Go get it and I will ride into town in that. Jesus is fulfilling a prophecy here from Zechariah. In Zechariah, it says this, Rejoice greatly, O daughter Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter Jerusalem. Lo, your king comes to you, triumphant and victorious is he, humble and riding on a donkey. Jesus fulfills this prophecy so that the people in the crowd know, if there was any doubt, what is he? He is the king. He's coming to town. He's being welcomed with a red carpet welcome. They're excited. They've, they haven't had a king for hundreds of years. They've been under the boot of a foreign empire for most of the past couple of centuries. So finally, this prophecy that God made that a king would be given to them is being fulfilled. Of course, they're all screaming at the top of their lungs, Hosanna, Hosanna, save us. They've taken every palm branch they can find. They are so glad that the king has arrived. But what does he do? Does he eject the Romans? Does he get rid of the corrupt religious authorities? No. We read that he goes into the temple and he looks around at everything like a tourist from out of town. And then because it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. Jesus confounds our expectations. He has a triumph when he hasn't triumphed. He has a royal welcome, but doesn't act like a king who's coming into town to get on the throne. Jesus defies every expectation we have. And that is why the writers slow down at Palm Sunday. Because they want us to take time. They want us to look at what Jesus is doing. They want us to take time to see what it is Jesus does this week. So let's do that. Let's spend some time today looking at two chapters of Mark's Gospel. And I encourage you, do the same this week. Spend some time reading about Palm Sunday. Come back to our services and join in our celebrations on Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday. Don't just go straight to Easter. Spend some time reading what it is that the Gospels tell us about Jesus. Amen.